Welcome to The Lowdown, KMXT's new daily show dedicated to giving you the up-to-date information we have available on the COVID-19 outbreak and how it's impacting life on Kodiak Island. The Lowdown will focus on the facts as provided to us by local and state officials. During the show, we give you access to local officials and experts on COVID-19 and community actions related to it. If you have questions for our guests, please email them to lowdown at kmxt.org or call KMXT at 486-3181. You can find a list of upcoming guests on our Facebook page or on our website, kmxt.org. Audio from each day's program will be posted on the website. Good morning. Wow, that was exciting. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in again for another edition of the Lowdown today, where again we'll be focusing on the business community, the local business community. With this things still slowly moving forward, we thought it'd be a good chance to talk to a few more of our local owners about their decision-making and deciding when, how, where to open, and the challenges they've faced with reopening and moving forward. So today on the Kodiak Business Lowdown We've got Tracy from Balanced Approach, Phyllis from Perry Salon and Nail Spa, Deborah from Ovations, and Beth from Grand Slam Toys and Games to talk to you about what they're doing, what they're going to be doing in the future. If you'd like to participate uh, in part of your business, shoot us a message, give us a call. We'd be happy to try and reschedule you for a show in the future. Again, call 486-3181 or shoot us an email at lowdown at kmxt.org if you have questions of these ladies and uh uh, we'll try and get the question answered during the course of the show. Good morning. Thank you for uh, thank you for showing up this morning on such a beautiful day. Isn't it a beautiful day? Good morning. Yeah, it is gorgeous. Well, let's uh, let's do a round Good robin morning. thing. Let's. I, I can see three faces, which is always great. Number eleven, you are ovations. So Deb Nielsen, let's let's start with you. Let's introduce yourself and tell folks a little bit about you and how long you've been in business in Kodiak and how things are going for you. Well, good morning, everyone. First of all, I'd just like to extend to the community my gratitude for all the support that, that the community has been giving to small businesses. I know everyone's doing the best they can during these uh, difficult times. And we definitely all are in this together. My business is a, is an emporium, and I, in some kind of a strange, prescient way, I had just changed the name from Ovations to Uncharted. You did. <laughs> and uh, it is definitely Uncharted <laughs> territory. Um, because it's an emporium, it has, um, it has a combination of, uh, of focuses. Um, but it was, it was created... Um, with the intent to celebrate who we are as a community. So um, it spotlights local talent, artists, and creators in the gallery uh, section of the, of the business. And then it, oh, we also have ballet and fitness wear and um, a, a consignment section and then new women's clothing and gifts. So, um, but it has a tourist, um, it, it, it it's, you know, it, I feel the lack of tourism um, for the community because I don't see what's going to happen. I can't see what's going to happen with, with that aspect. Um, so, Deb, you've been here about... Do you want me to continue? You, you've been here like uh, 30 years, right? <clears throat> forever. I've been here forever. I've been here all my adult life. <laughs> and I love this community more than I can say. You know, I I, I love the... I love the interconnection of all of our families, you know, the Coast Guard families that come and bring fresh blood and fresh talents and um, just our interconnectedness. But you've, um, you've been involved in the small... Did, that's why I started. You've been involved in small business for 30 years, right? Well, I started out as a boat... I, was, I started out on boats and, and, and fished for many years. I was fished for about 17 years prior to starting a small business, the first one, Foreign Affairs, and then Ovations was affiliated with the dance school, and then I wanted to do something for the greater community, and last year I started um, Uncharted, or this larger business that incorporates 
um, ovations and um, light and variable, the, gar- the gallery. Um, and, and that was for Kodiak. I mean, more so for Kodiak than I can even say. I looked at the downtown and I was thinking Norman's had been holding the torch high for so long and I wanted to help, you know, that's where, where, you know, there are very few people that have the background that I have and, and own all of their inventory and own, you know, the displays and could easily plug in. So that's what I did. And I wasn't, of course, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't uh, uh, thinking there was going to be a pandemic, it, it, but uh, the business was going great and everything was fine and then came to a screeching halt. So, so that's where we're at right now. We remember your your fishing edition. If you, anybody goes to galley tables, it's still one of the more horrifying stories I remember. Is that story of you swimming across the uh, the channel? It was it was a great story. Um, so where, where is Ova- Where is Uncharted now? I mean, you used to be in the dance studio. You, you've moved to a new location, right? Yes, it's downtown, and I it's right next. Well, it's right next to the Safeway Liquor Store, between Aquamarine and the and the Brecken, you know, building near Brecken upstairs. Um, mm. Brecken owns the building, and so it's right between Aquamarine Cafe and the Safeway Liquor Store. It's positioned in a beautiful spot for tourism and for access, um, right next to the restaurants. But the problem with it being open to the public is it's also open to every returnee on a boat every young crew member who's who's bulletproof and wants to wander in and he's bored or she's bored and wants to look around and so I don't feel as though I can protect the community adequately by opening completely right now until these routine returnees get to their boats and start to move about you know on the water and are more we know we know where the cases might come from if we get some I don't want to have someone in my store and then have someone walk in without masks, you know, just thinking everything is, I, I just can't, I don't feel comfortable protecting the public in that, in that locale. So you were, you were already open pre, pre shutdown. You were open for a while at that new location and you haven't been open since and you're now um, sort of open on a limited basis. Is that what I'm understanding? I decided to be open by appointment only, and the reason for that is because I think that we're really hungry for some normalcy and and some fun, and the best way to do that at my store is to have people choose who they want to come in with, you know, so they can make an appointment with one or two people. It's a big store. There's plenty of room, and um, it has been open for almost a year, but the the fun part about that is then you're totally controlling your environment. You know, you don't have to worry at all because I put a, a sign on the door, you know, this is open by appointment only. And once people are inside, no one else can come in and we don't have, I have only one appointment a day and it's on the week. It's three days a week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night from four till nine. Um, so that way, that way you control your environment and it does feel pretty normal because the lights, the music and you're with a companion or a family member and you can just enjoy yourself. And you have your own personal shopper. Pretty cool. Uh, okay. Let's, let's, uh, Phyllis, let's talk about hair and nails. How long have you been in the community? How long have you been in business? Um, I've, well, I'm not going to tell you like in years, <laughs> really long time. <laughs> I grew up here. You're on the radio. (laughs) Um, And I've been in business um, for most of my career, which is going on 19 years. So I worked at Visions for a couple of years in the very beginning. But um, most of my hair career has been um, my sole business. So um, quite a while I've been in this community. As Phyllis's. You've been been running? Perry's. Perry's. Yeah, Perry's. Perry, sorry. I love my last name. Um, and you've been open for a while now. Yeah, so I've had Perry's, I think, for five years. Before that, it was the design studio. Um, so um, I had the design studio, I think, for um, 10 years. And then um, 
stopped doing hair for a bit and then uh, reopened his Perry's. Okay. So. Tracy, you're how how's how how long you been in the community and uh, how long you been running balanced approach? Well, I grew up here too. Um, went to school with Phyllis. Um, I bought a balanced approach in 2016. So, um, been around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Beth, are, are you the young person out there? I mean, everybody's <laughs> going to age here. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just a child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking to us a little bit about you and about, uh, Grand Slam toys. So I came here for the first time in 2006. My husband was active duty Coast Guard and we got stationed here. Um, and then they had to kick us out and we came back as soon as we could. Cool. So um, we, we spent a few years overseas and then came back and we spent his last six years of active duty here in Kodiak. And a couple years before we knew he was going to retire, we saw, we knew that we wanted to stay, but we knew we had to have a plan. And Grand Slam was for sale. So we decided that that would be a great opportunity for us. And we are so glad we did. So we are able to have, um, we bought the store in 2017 and moved upstairs onto Mill Bay Road instead of um, down on um, down Sully. in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, down, down in the hole. Um, but we were able to move upstairs and it's been it's been really great. You seem like a toy store kind of person. <laughs> Thank you, know? you. You do. I mean, when you, you go, are, you like to have fun and keep it interesting. And people that go into toy stores, I think, have to have a certain personality. You know, there's a certain mindset, and uh, it it sure does a lot of. It's, it's a joyful place to walk into. And well, get, thank you. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, how things have. You know, where things are right now. I mean. Phyllis, you uh, closed down for a while, and then your your business was one of the first businesses that was selected as, okay, those are, those are the first ones we're going to slowly allow to reopen. So what were the challenges? Did, was there any decision in your mind? Did, did you decide, okay, I can be open, I'm going to be open? Oh, dear. So uh, when I closed, I actually closed earlier than they mandated it. Um, because the fact that I do have a mom whose immune system is is not okay and I have to be around her so I can do her shopping and stuff like that. So I knew that this was getting pretty serious and I decided to go ahead and um, close the salon down before I was actually told to do so. So I had been out of work for almost six weeks and um, being a single parent, whoo, it was getting tight. <laughs> So um, when they said, you know, go ahead, I actually had to wait a bit because of the mm -hmm. fact that I had to get my mitigation plan in place. And I also wanted to wait because the board of barbers and hairdressers were having an emergency meeting that week. And I wanted to see what they had to say on top of it, if there was anything at all that they wanted to add. Because of the fact that they are, um, first and foremost, they can take away my license like that. So um, it took me, I think, probably like a week to get everything together and start opening back up. And of course, you know, opening back up with all of these guidelines is, um, you never know how it's going to go. If it's going to go smoothly, if it's going to be harder than it actually, than you think it is, or if you need more time. So you have to have 30 minutes in between each client, which is more than enough to completely sanitize the, the entire salon. Um, but you know, as, my sister and I have different clients and different times that they're coming in and out. That's a bit of a challenge, um, but we, I think we've got it down so far. It's definitely different. I can do hair all day long, but with having to completely disinfect my salon each and every, after every client, which I don't mind doing because I would rather protect the community than um, anything else. Uh, it is exhausting. It is absolutely thoroughly exhausting cleaning the floors after you know 30 minutes of doing someone's hair I really love seeing people again I never realized how much of an extrovert I actually was until you tell me I can't do what I love um but it's uh 
so far it's gone really, really well. And I'm so busy and so thankful I'm so busy. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, thank everybody who comes to me and uh, I love them as much as, you know, and I miss them as much as they needed their bangs cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, did you have enough, uh, did you have enough sanitizer? Did you have, were you, were you able to get the supplies you needed to do that? Well, because we are a salon and most of the time we would do exactly what we're asked to do just at the end of the day. So um, a lot of people don't know this, but we use um, this fantastic thing called barbicide in salons. And basically it doesn't smell and it um, will kill basically anything and everything that you can possibly think of. And you just dilute it with water and you can spray it on things. And you don't have to wipe it off. Or you can put your tools in it and it doesn't melt plastic or anything like that. It is phenomenal. Um, and, of course, we have tons of that. And then also, you know, um, I bought some bleach at the store. We always have gloves. Um, the masks we always have because um, my sister does nails. And so people don't want to breathe in that. So um, we always had masks. So it wasn't really anything that we had to go and get, per se. Uh, basically, we had everything there. It was just putting them more to use. So now it just makes it more difficult with your sister. Are your your sister and you in the same room, or are yes, but room... we're six feet apart. Okay. Um, it's, it's, we definitely have enough room where you know at all times we could be six feet apart. That's not even a big deal. Okay. <laughs> but. Uh, no, I watched. Uh, I, I, there was a PBS thing where, looking at people and how they changed. This was down in Georgia, but it looked like the the stylists they have new rules on how you actually have to approach people. Um, you know that they said, you know, we never stand in front of somebody anymore. We're always doing things behind her. We're not. You cut hair just like you used to do, eh? I have to. <laughs> I don't, I've been doing this for way too long to actually change my strategy now. Um, but, but besides, I mean, we're really cautious about it. I, you know, before somebody walks in the entire salon in the morning, when I get there is completely wiped down all over again, even though I did it the night before, you just never know, you know, if you miss something or whatever. And so I just go ahead and we wipe everything down first. And then they always, they text or call when they get there to make sure that their entry is going to be safe meaning that they're not going to run into somebody else. And then, of course, they come in with their masks on, and hopefully they have one around their ears so it makes it easier uh, so they're not, I'm not cutting their hair around a tie in the back of their head. Yeah. And um, they put sanitizer on their hands as well as I do at the same time just to make sure that they know that I'm just I'm being as careful as they are. So when they sit down in my chair, it's already been sanitized and everything like that, and I always use a different cape um, and a different apron for each and every client is very, very safe. There's nothing wrong with the way that I cut their hair. If I'm in front of them, of course I have my mask on. Um, and I really don't necessarily get in front of people very often unless I'm um, doing something intricate with their bangs perhaps. But most of the time I'm standing either on the side of them or um, in the back of them. I can't. Yeah. No, I just, it just, it just was curious. I. It, and you're in a, like a really social business, so I imagine pe I people that are going in there are really happy to get out and be able to interact with somebody else. So I'm assuming yeah. things are back to being kind of fun, right? It is. It is. I love my job. I don't have a job per se. I go in and I talk to my friends and I make them pretty. And then, you know, I go home and I get paid for it. <clears throat> nice. So, so yeah. So is business back to normal for you then? I mean, other I, other than the weird restrictions on you and everything, or do you have enough client to oh, fill up your day? Yes. It's not normal by any means right now because it's like triple what I would normally have. Like everybody needs me now. And so I'm just trying my best. And obviously, you know, I can only get so many clients in with 30 minutes in between and such. But um, I'm trying to get it back to normal just everybody back to smooth sailing and happy with themselves and can look in the mirror and not go, ugh. So how's the nail business? Oh, great. Yeah. I, you know, I work with my sister, but I don't really talk to her. 
<laughs> but you know, I mean, she's working just as much as I am, and uh, you know, the same hours and stuff because um, you have to have a salon owner in the salon at all times when the salon is open. So I have to be there when she is there. Um, but she's just as busy as I am. You know, everybody, their feet and hands are just as ugly as their hair is. So great. So is there, is, this is like my recollection of going into beauty salons with my mom was that there was, a, this was like an emporium for gossip. Oh, <laughs> no. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's Surely not we true. We don't really have, we have more of like a hometown, like salon, barbershop sort of feel. Whereas, you know, truly I've had my client, I have such loyal, fantastic clients and I've had them for so long that we really have this friendship. We, it's not, so we're not talking about, well, so-and-so did this in, in town today. Besides the fact that what gossip is there? What is anybody doing? They're, everybody's <laughs> at home. So it's pretty much just, you know, what's up with your life and your children and your husband and, you know, how's everybody? Yeah. So are you getting a lot of positive vibes or are people like for the most part, are they in a pretty good mood or are people still kind of creeped out? You know, it, it depends. I've had, I've actually had to reassure a lot of people of the sanitation things that I'm doing and um, go step-by-step step when they walk in the sun, exactly what I do. And after they leave and stuff like that, because there is a little bit of fear. Most of them though, a lot of people, um, they come in and they just, they're really excited to see somebody else and actually have a, a full on conversation, you know, right here, um, in front of them. Um, they come in feeling really sort of blah and not, you know, just icky. And then, you know, they get their hair done and we talk and we laugh and we have a great time for an hour and a half or however long they're there. And by the time I get done with their hair and such, um, they leave seeming to be much happier. So of course that's the perk of my job, you know, making people happy and seeing people smile, but uh, you can definitely see a difference when they, as when they come in from when they leave. Absolutely. And I don't know whether it's because they feel better because their hair is done or they look better or just being in contact with someone. A perky personality. will do that all the time. Um, Tracy, yeah, Perky. <laughs> uh, Tracy, yes, you're closed. You yes. are closed. Closed, yeah. and you've been closed for a couple of months. Yeah, um, like Phyllis, I closed a couple days before the before it was mandated. Um, I reached out to the mayor who comes to our little spin facility. class and yeah. uh. <laughs> and um, I also reached out to um, the head of the hospital and asked them, you know, I should close, right? <laughs> and they said, please. <laughs> so um, I did. And that was that was scary. But then, you know, two days later, the governor mandated it. So that made me feel a little better. Um, and yeah, we've been closed. I've been working on uh, I was in there yesterday moving stuff around to try to um, figure out how to have some really small classes with the social distancing, which for exercise is 10 feet apart instead of six. So um, that makes it a pretty small <laughs> class. Yeah. So, um, but I'm, I'm working on it. We are able to open, um, but I'm not. I'm not really ready to pull the trigger yet. So, but you've been you you just got involved in doing something else to kind of still keep involved, right? Yeah, Parks and Rec has um op has allowed us to have some classes at the park, and they are um you can have 19 people plus the instructor, so um it's a nice big, you know, it's pretty motivating. Cause You're doing this in the ice skating rink, right? Yes, at the rink. So it's covered. Um, we had our first class on Saturday. We're going to do that again. Um, this Saturday we have two classes. So, What, what kind of classes are they? Um, the noon class is kickboxing, which is fun Ooh. with so many people. Um, and then Jamie Butler is going to teach a 9 a.m. circuit class. So that should be fun. 
Okay, so how how would what would you have to do to your facility to actually open it? And you know, would it be would you, would you be doing it just as a social thing to keep yourself going, or would it actually be income generating? I mean, I can't imagine how you would make enough money in a small space if you're limited to the amount of people who are in there and still pay your instructors, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it'll be a, a juggling act. Um, mostly, yeah, it would be. It would mostly be for human contact and for um, just to get people motivated again and um you know that sense of community that we have there it wouldn't be a big money maker but i think it's i think it's worth doing you know so i mean could you take the bikes and put them out in the parking lot (laughs) 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 just as a (laughs) i'd do it that'd be fun (laughs) i have actually moved the bikes to a larger room So um, I think we should be able to have, when I do open back up, we should be able to have um, classes of six per cycle, which um, isn't isn't too terrible. It's a little less than half, right? Yeah, yeah, it's half. So So then the the bikes have to be a certain amount of feet away from everybody else? Yeah, yeah, 10 feet apart, so... And then, so you lose you lose the TRX classes and the the kickboxing classes that are inside. because I mean, yeah. you have a room that maybe accommodates about eight, ten people, right? Ten, twelve people. Yeah, we can put um, we can put about twelve in that middle room, and then we have that back room that that's shaped a little differently, so we can we can put more people in there normally, but with the ten foot distance. I've been in there with the <laughs> measuring tape and, you know, marking spaces off. So um, with bikes, we can control. Nobody's hopping off the bikes. So. <laughs> when you got those spray bottles around there all the time anyway, so you're yes. sanitizing the place pretty much yeah. all the time to, to get yeah. cold. Um, yeah. So are you actually in there at nighttime then? Do you, have you gone in there with the governor's mandate and said, these are the rules, and given my square footage here uh, – I could put the mayor over here and I can put the, you know, this guy over here and that's it. I'm, I, I got, I got five people and that's all I can put in the room. Could I open if that's my model? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I've been doing. I've been in there. Um, my son and I moved a bunch of weights and things around yesterday to try to make, make that middle room bigger so we could fit more people in there. And, um, just figuring it out right now the um the decontamination part i've already had down i'm pretty (laughs) slight germaphobe with three kids so i keep things pretty clean anyway yeah um but But you make people you make people sweat don't you i mean isn't that the goal in there you make people sweat sweat so 10 feet apart is sounds about right to me but um so maybe if you got the heavy sweaters you can say hey look you gotta wait a couple of weeks (laughs) (laughs) watch from the window (laughs) (laughs) oh boy Uh, (laughs) yeah so but the governor for the way i read it i mean gyms were first allowed to just uh have outdoor activities and yeah. then as of last week, I think it was, you can open, but you have to keep distancing and have uh, 25% occupancy or something. But a little yeah. bit farther down the road, if we don't have any cases, you're going to be able to expand that. So I'm thinking, yeah. do you have a uh, something in your mind of, I think I'm going to try and open in a week or two weeks, or, or are you still kind of making up your mind when you want to try? I'm toggling between those two kind of I'm I don't know if it's responsibility or slight laziness but (laughs) I'm kind of dragging my feet because I feel like I'm going to jump through all these hoops and then they're just going to open it all up and I'll just you know so um I like to say I'm being responsible but um it totally is Tracy yeah yeah some days it's just I don't want to deal with it but um (laughs) 
I am looking at the next week or so. I'm sure we'll have a couple of small classes. And, um, you know, right now we've got the classes at the park. So we're able to engage those members and um, get them excited about it again. So. so how do people get signed up for those classes? Do they have to sign up or do they just show up? They do have to sign up. It's um, through our website, but I created a, it's a free drop-in. So you have, once you purchase the free drop-in, um, then you can see the schedule and then you can add your name to the roster. So Parks and Rec requires a list before we start class. So, so this is right through the balanced approach Zen thing, is that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. so are you getting any like, urging from your normal clients you know are they bugging you to when are you going to do it and there are a few um and it's i'm happy that people are i'm happy people miss us and are excited um and no one's upset yet <laughs> that i haven't <laughs> opened but maybe after this interview they will <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right beth uh, let's talk about the toy store all right. All right. What do you know about the toy store? <laughs> <laughs> I know things look a lot different. We we closed. We also closed before because we had we got back from Las Vegas um, about the fifteenth of March, and we self we self quarantined for fourteen days. Um, so we we did not go into the store at all for the two weeks after we got back. Um, and we had a friend um, run the store for us for those two weeks. Um, and then a, about a week and a half after we had been in quarantine, they issued the mandate that would be starting the following week. So um, we we closed we closed beforehand as well. Um, but we we knew it was just the right thing to do. We had already slowed down our hours some that week the week the week and a half that we were in self-quarantine we had limited our hours to just a few a day and but we it kind of was kind of the kick in the pants for us to get our website up and running um and start trying to get some inventory so we we started with our games and um and and things like that and crafting stuff that people want to do when they're stuck at home with nothing else to do so we started putting those things online and that worked really well. And we were also taking video chat appointments and we would FaceTime or we would go to the store and we would FaceTime or um, use the Facebook messenger or Skype or whatever anybody wanted to do, or just send pictures to people of what they were looking for. And we were able to make home deliveries, which was really great. I, I had a few very special phone calls with little kids who's, um, who called it was on their birthday or the day before their birthday. And I got to walk them around the store and do some personal shopping with them. And, and it was really fun to be able to do that. And it was a little hard because they weren't able to actually, they were sad and telling me all about how, be, how sad they were not being able to have a birthday party. So we tried to do something a little extra special for them when we dropped, dropped their selections off and added a little birthday present for them too. Um, but but really, we we started with that, and then we were able to reopen um, about a month ago. I think it was three weeks ago. Whenever the first the phase one rolled out, um, but we waited a week because we wanted to start seeing if there were any new cases in Kodiak. And then the first week, we were only open for a few hours on Friday and a few hours on Saturday. That way, we could have the store closed for at least the seventy two hours for. Um, that they, they require or complete disinfectant. It's really difficult in a retail environment to completely disinfect because people, when people come into shop, they're touching everything. Yeah. yeah. And so I would have to go through and physically wipe down every single thing. Oh my gosh. Uh, really? Well, if, if we wanted to follow the yeah. rules of the mandate, yes. Um, it's kind of so, hard to tell a little four-year-old not to touch stuff on the shelf too. Exactly. So we were, we were asking people not to bring their kids in. Um, like we, we didn't say, you know, don't bring your kids. If they came in with their kids, we were just very cautious. Um, and people were very respectful. You didn't um, duct tape them. 
not this time. <laughs> um, and if that's been the hardest part is not having the kids in the store because that's my favorite part is whenever a kid a little kid walks in and goes wow and their eyes light up and it, that's just the best feeling in the world um so that's been really difficult but last week we opened up thursday through saturday and then this week we are actually going to be open tuesday through saturday noon to five um but we are doing this very slowly it our business is changing a lot because we used to have game nights on Friday and Saturday nights. We would be open until 10 PM and we'd have anywhere from usually 15 to 30 or sometimes occasionally a few more than 30, just coming in and playing games and with their families or coming and meet, meeting people. And it, it was a not great alternative for people who don't want to go out to the bars or who are just looking for something um, a little different to do. Yeah. on a Friday or Saturday night. And it's we've had people ask when we're going to be able to offer that again. And it's going to be a while. It's My guess is that will be probably phase four, if not phase five, whenever they just say, okay, everything is, you can do whatever now. Um, we will have to see what those different phases look like. But from the looks of it, it looks like our game nights are going to have to be held off for a long time. And that's really hard because we... The, the thing that we love about Grand Slam is the community that we've built. We have people that never would have had any other chance of meeting each other, really. Um, people that come here with the Coast Guard, meeting people that are, are fishermen or people that, that work in construction or um, mechanics, people that just wouldn't have met otherwise, have met in our store and have forged really great friendships. Yeah. So you went to an online presence, is that? Um, uh, you actually took the games and put them on a grand slam page. So if somebody wants to go shopping, they can see your so inventory. Actually, that's on my, my agenda today is to go through and make sure that all of our inventory is um, meshed because our two systems, our in-store system and our online system don't communicate. So uh, every day I'm having to go and delete things from both places on what's sold online and what's sold um, in store. But, but yes, we, we, have a new website it's grandslamtoys.com and we are trying to continue adding more things because we understand that not everyone is ready to go out and shop and there are a lot of people who have immune compromised immune systems um and and we want to honor that so how much of a load was it for you to take all of your inventory and put it onto a website well let's just say that um for about two days straight, I sat on my couch for about 14 to 16 hours, and I got a couple hundred items entered because it takes it takes pictures, putting descriptions. Um, it, it's it's a lot more work than you think it is. So so you wonder why people charge so much to create a website for you. I know why. <laughs> so much. Sounds like you need a. <laughs> and, and I would say that it's worth every penny because I, I, it, it's a lot of work, but, but it's rewarding too. And it, it's being able to still serve our community, which is really great. So are you getting more traffic uh, during the shutdown? Were you getting more traffic from people calling and having you do the uh, parade through the store to show people what was on the shelves or were people actually going to the website to do it? It was kind of mixed. We had um, we had a few people that would look online first and then say, hey, do you also have this? And so we would end up just going to the store and we'd go ahead and pull the things that they wanted from from the website. Um, it, it was it was a kind of mixed. But really, I mean. But I mean, our sales were still, you know, it was. Not remotely near what we're used to it was pitiful uh, it was pitiful huh? it was pitiful yeah <laughs> but, but i love our community like like deborah said it's our community has really stepped up to really support our local businesses by buying gift certificates and we had we had a local school call and say hey i'd like to buy gift certificates for a certain number of families or um people just calling and saying hey i know you're not open right now but can I buy a gift certificate so that whenever you do open up, my, my grandkids can come and shop. Um, I even had some people from Oregon 
call and and order some things for me to deliver to their grandkids for their birthday instead of shopping online because their their kids told them that they love our store so much um and that that means a lot i love how much our community the kodiak community just supports local businesses that's great um how how is for financially how have you all sort of weathered the storm I mean, if you jump, you may have small business association assistance, um, or you just had to kind of tough it out. Yeah. So, you know, there was no um, unemployment. I was denied for that uh, for five weeks. Um, I did apply for the small business loan or grant. And um, just last Monday, I actually heard, saw that, um, got an email from them saying that my application is now being processed mind you i did this back you know like i think march 20th and i just got an email from them you know monday last monday so um it it was my freezer is almost empty (laughs) um it was really kind of scary for a bit i thought you know if they if we weren't going to open up and i was doing stuff like home kits i was making um you know my clients their own root color and then I did my own hair to give them a video on how to and I even did a video on um, how to cut their own bangs so they I didn't see horror <laughs> or horrific things when I came back to work <laughs> um, and I did stuff like that but it was, it was really like Beth said it was very like pathetic and um, but I was tr- really trying to not get them to use box hair dye. I was, you know, that is really horrific in itself. And um, also just trying to make a little bit of cash come in my way. Dogs? What do do you mean? Dogs hair dye? Is that what you said? Box. box Oh, box. Oh, box. Yeah. The stuff that's just made for anybody and everybody that comes out of Safeway or Walmart, which is the scary stuff. (laughs) Um. But it was it, it was really pathetic, and it was really getting really scary. It was really getting scary. As a single parent with my home and your bills and no money is coming in at all, it was really getting scary. And I really had no idea what I was going to do. I do work at the high school um, part-time as a cosmetology teacher, which is a totally different um, – <laughs> that has its own struggles in itself. So I did have a little bit of that money coming in. But truly, because it's so part-time, it's not anything that I can rely on to truly pay anything significant. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I know that uh, both – well, I know that Beth and Tracy are both married. So hopefully their husbands were able to help out a bit on that. Um, but as for me, you know, my 12-year-old daughter, I can't, you know, make her go and get a job when there's <laughs> a lockdown. Yeah, it's kind of limited. Um, how about you, Tracy? Um, I struggled with the loan process as well. I did end up getting a very small, uh, laughable (laughs) amount, (laughs) but I am thankful for it. Um, it won't pay much, but, um, every little bit helps, you know? So, um, but yeah, it's just been kind of a, watch and see you know it's it's so I'm such a I like to think months ahead and so that's just been that's been hard for me to try to um figure out what's going to happen because you just don't know so um kind of just it's kind of just a wait and see process here now are you the are you the so besides your daughter i mean are, how many other people work there are the there's the teachers but they're they're really not that dependent on your you're teaching a class for income right yeah and we're really lucky that um no one really depends on a balanced approach for their main um paycheck so um <clears throat> well i'm thankful for that yeah besides my daughter <laughs> Right. So she's just trying to get through her senior year of high school, so she doesn't really care that she doesn't have to work right now. So um. <laughs> <laughs> she always looks so happy when she's in there, though. 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, I'm thankful that no one was, you know, I didn't have to worry on anyone being dependent on those paychecks that have obviously completely come to a halt. So um, we do have two other front desk people, but um, they're just part-time. And, and they're gone for now. Um, so have people done things like uh, continued their memberships or came yes. in and bought gift certificates? Yeah, it's been um, it's been great the the outpouring of support. Um, some people because I put everyone's accounts on hold as soon as we knew this was stopping. So um, I had people contact me right away saying keep it on, and so mm -hmm. <laughs> every week that goes by, I'm like, still, do you still? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> so that's been really nice, and. Um, yeah, people have asked if they can buy a T-shirt or, you know, gift certificate, things like that. So. Phyllis, I, before I forget about this, is, is there a, a YouTube of you, like, showing people how to cut their bangs? <laughs> no, I send it to them privately via text. <laughs> it's really hard. I'm not part of this generation that yeah. can actually, like, film themselves and feel okay about it. It was really weird. And then even you know, <laughs> me doing my own roots and stuff, it's really odd. To, it, I don't like it at all. I don't even like the way I look when I speak <laughs> in, a, in a film. <laughs> so, but I have to also say that um, I had an outpouring of people, clients who bought prepaid for their hair or in their, you know, stuff like in bought gift certificates and stuff. So um, that was a huge help as well. I want to thank everybody for that because that was amazing. Amazing. All right, number 11. You've been silent for quite a while. Hello. You're still on there? I can't see your face. Yes, Mike, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm just listening. Um, I guess the uh, I have the opposite um, situation, being a gift, primarily a gift. And, um, well, the ballet, of course, we had no recital, so none of the children needed anything. Um it pretty much came to a complete halt, um, and I haven't received any any compensation or loans. And if I did, all it would do would be to go to the rent, which I would love to be able to pay, but at this point, it's impossible to do so because there is not enough revenue to even replace merchandise. It's, um, there isn't anyone, you know, that that's just the way it is with a tourist gift and gallery, you know, it's it's been one of those very trying times since it went from great guns, you know, being quite productive and satisfying and, and really fun. I also closed early to protect the public because it's, you know, that place is right in the line of fire from the, the hotels and the, and the harbor. Um, and now, you know, I feel better finally having figured out a way to normalize a very abnormal situation by going back to the, the very premise that the business was started on, and that was the premise of having fun. And so, you know, when I realized that, that I had created this beautiful environment and wanted to share it with the town, and that's the reason I did it, I started thinking, how can I do that safely? And, and it doesn't matter what mandates are laid down. We each have to make our decisions like Tracy has to do as well you know we have to think about how can we keep the people we love safe and so this um appointment um solution really does keep everyone safe and we can have fun at the same time and i can have fun um so so that's that's where my business is at and i'm hoping that i'm still hoping i did get some little notice something but i don't know that it has anything to do with getting the loan but I'm hoping that that will come through because I feel like businesses like ours are pretty textbook and I would want to just do exactly what I'm supposed to do which is take that money hand it to right. the people that that own the building and say here's your money because that's what this is for so that we can put a bookmark here you know keep the public safe and proceed after this crisis has passed so that there isn't any interruption in in um, 
in the long term, and I think I think we all have to think about the long term results of this. Mm-hmm. How do you sign a lease? Are you in there for another year, a couple of years? How did you do that? I sign a lease, and it comes up in June. So it really is up to the people who own the building. I want I would hope that they would weather the storm with me, and not expect me to. You know, you don't want to be the person who absorbs the entire pandemic. You know, that's not the way this should be. But I don't. I would like to be able to give them what they, what they. Of course, I haven't received anything, so it's like you don't know how does it, how does this burden of inequity, and um, lack of funds. You know, when everybody is basically doing the right thing, the building owners are doing the right thing. They're providing a space. They should get paid. I'm doing the right thing, but I leased a retail space that was mandated to be closed. So was not able to function and produce to be able to create revenue. So where, who absorbs all that? All that uh, lack of funds or lack of pain, for for better words. You know who who absorbs the pain? It's a. It, I feel like we're all in this together, and I just hope we can stay in it and make the town and and have the town not suffer by businesses not being there at the end of the trail, you know, because that's a very, you know, that's a possibility for a lot of businesses. Have you actually talked to Brecken or anything uh, to see if they would possibly allow for a month's rent to oh, be gifted been, they've to been, or something? They've been, you know, they, they've been great. I mean, Brecken okay. has been great. Um, I just don't know how it's going to shake out. Like, how do you sign another lease? Right. Right. <laughs> it comes up in June. Do I sign a lease? Do they sign a lease with right. me knowing that I'm not, you know, that this isn't equity, you know, how, where do we go? You know, it's, it's the big question, isn't it? Where do we go? Well, you've got, does this last for another year? I mean, who knows? You know. Well, from what I'm hearing from all of you, um, we're, we're moving forward. Everybody's still got a smile on their face. And the community's been amazingly supportive of all of you. Um, and that's the way we continue ahead as a community. We, we help support each other so that we can all get through this together. Yes. So. Yeah. I agree. I agree, Mike. I think that's the, and that is the key. And I guess that's the part that makes Zodiac such a beautiful place, you know. Not just that we are all in it together in the business sense, but, you know, when this was coming down, I felt like I didn't even want to, I didn't even want to trouble people, you know, and say, hey, I know, you know, yeah, I know this is a pandemic. I know that everybody is struggling, but I want you to come to my business and spend money. You know, I didn't feel like I wanted to do that, you know, (laughs) so, so it is quite a quandary. It really is. Well, you know, you guys are what makes this a great community. You know, just being able to see three of your four smiling faces here, and uh, <laughs> and knowing that you're you're in it for the community is great. So uh, thanks for thanks for your morning. Thanks for what you're all doing, and uh, I wish you the best in this through the summer. Thank you. Thank right. you, Mike. All right, you guys have thanks a great everybody. day. You too. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.